Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Workman, and my co-host slash friend slash Brandon Dawson, the love of my life, is not here today. So you guys just get me. And by just, I mean, you're really here for me anyway. So, you know, it's not like you're you're downgrading or anything. Uh, I will definitely sell myself for a hot second. Uh, I have been over the last couple weeks to some incredible events. And in the process of going to these events, oh goodness, it's like I don't know how to talk on a podcast today. I'm hitting my chin to the microphone. Okay, we're back. Uh, In the process of going to these events, what's been very interesting to me is the conversations that happen there. Both the conversations that are happening from the stage to the audience, but also the conversations that are happening from woman to woman when you're networking at an event. So the resounding theme and the thing that I have just continued to think about past leaving the events is the idea of being stuck. And a lot of times we go to an event to get unstuck, but you don't exactly know what it is specifically that you're looking for. You just have an area of your life that is just not moving forward potentially, or you feel like you should be doing something different, but you don't know what that is. So I'd like to talk to you guys today about how to get unstuck and the three ways that I choose to actively get unstuck. Because let's be real, I get stuck all the time. Like this isn't once a year type of thing. I would say on a weekly basis, there is something, maybe even daily, somewhere between daily and weekly, like once every three days, um, I find myself either not thinking properly or setting limiting beliefs or not being able to figure out a problem. Like the idea of being stuck isn't just a life a, a life question. It's it's much bigger than that and it's much more routine than that. So I have processes in place or just things that I do that help me get out of that. One of them actually happened yesterday. Brandon and I were on a call and we were discussing uh, just future plans for something that we're building that I'm super excited to talk to you guys about at some point in the future, but I can't yet. However, on that call, when he and I were talking about this idea, like I got totally stuck and everything in me just wanted to turn on the Real Housewives, to shut my laptop, to not respond to any of my emails, just like totally shut down. And instead of allowing myself to get stuck, one of the things that I do is turn on my absolute favorite pump up song. And I just like jump up and down to that song until I like remember who the hell I am. Like I I need to remind myself of that in moments when I feel like I can't do something or I'm just like really struggling with a breakthrough. And I also called somebody uh, in order to get help from, from an expert, like phone a friend type of thing. And got unstuck within six hours of originally being stuck. But I was like about ready to call it quits on this project. And it's one of the most exciting projects that I could be working on. So I say this in order to to like give something really practical and also to be ridiculously relatable that it's not just like everything goes great all the time and I'm always excited about opportunities. Yes, there's so much excitement and I think I do a pretty good job of sharing about this on stories, but there's also times where I'm just like, oh shit, what do I actually do to move this forward and to not continue to be the version of myself that I've been that has led me to the point that I'm at now. So my my first tip to get unstuck would be find your song, find the music, find the thing that can trigger you to just get back in a different headspace and don't give up in that moment. 
The second thing I would say you should do is attend events. Now, this may seem like a little self-serving because we host events. I'm only speaking from experiences with this. Even if we didn't host events, I would still – the rate limiting factor to me not having grown for the first 10 years of what I would call my career since I was 16 – Uh, was not attending events to push my thinking bigger. There's this concept today that you you have to collaborate with people instead of competing with them. And it struck me that when I show up to events, especially ones where there are just badass women there, I have like this very competitive edge where I'm like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And it's not about winning or taking opportunity from the person. It's about saying, like, there is enough for all of us to be in this space. And it gives me this, like, positive competition to, like, reignite myself and the fire that I have to just go out and do whatever it is that's holding me back from what I think I could be doing. So attending events, let's say we were to stop the event business, like, tomorrow. I would still make it a habit to be attending an event once a quarter minimum because I know how I change when I attend an event. I attended two over this past weekend and both of them gave me different perspective and I met different people and I was uncomfortable. One of them I spoke at, uh, which was super cool and I'm excited to start doing more of that. I really like speaking to female-driven groups. There were a few men in that particular room, my dad being one of them. Oh, speaking of my dad, so I was in the process of speaking and I was up on stage, I had this microphone, and I was making some point, and my dad, I see him in the audience, I catch his eye, and I have to confirm this with him, I believe he was crying. Like, he looked like his eyes were, like, welling up in the way that you can only, like, know what your dad's crying face looks like. You know, it's not like he cries a ton. But I could tell, like, there was this moment of the energy that he was giving me was that of him being super proud. So I would say that if you are attending a speak or an event, and you happen to be speaking there, make sure your dad like hides in the back or the person that would make you cry hides in the back because as soon as me personally make eye contact with them, I like forget about it. I like started to get a little emotional. I was like, not only get your shit together. Um, But back to events, in order to make the most out of the events, you have to not just show up, but, and it's not about what is necessarily being taught at the event. It's the idea of showing up and doing the thing that makes you uncomfortable. I think everybody has some form of uncomfortability, whether it feels like the other people in the room are more successful than you, or you feel like you don't know how to make business happen in the networking opportunities that you have. Or maybe you want to be speaking at that event and you want to get the connections to make a good impression on the people putting it on. Like there is always something with events, with real people in person when you're there and experiencing it that you can do that pushes yourself out of your comfort zone. And finding opportunities to do that are so few and far between. Most of us don't actually pay to go do things that make us uncomfortable because like who really wants to be uncomfortable? People say they want to be uncomfortable. Like get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I, it's total bullshit. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. So when you do pay to put yourself in that situation, make the most out of choosing to be uncomfortable and do whatever it is, do the uncomfortable thing. Um, events have changed my entire life. They continue to change my life and they just build and build and build and build off of each other. Uh, I I know we've done event podcasts in the past where we talk about the value of them. I can't 
like I wish I could attend event an event every single weekend and there are different things that I'm learning to do better and better. Actually, now that I think about my schedule, I think I am attending an event every weekend for the next like solid eight weekends. But that's because we're very intentionally like trying to figure out how to push ourselves into this next level of uncomfortability in order to move everything forward. So if you're stuck, whatever the event is that's nearby, like go to Eventbrite and you can see local events that are happening near you. Even if it's like a live concert, just show up to a room with other people and do the thing that is uncomfortable to you so that you can build up the muscle of doing things that make you uncomfortable because that will show in other areas of life that will get you unstuck from whatever it is that you're looking to, to you know, make some changes on. All right, the last thing I would say to the event point is doing the thing that scares you most. So if you're stuck, let me give you like a real life example. I have felt stuck over the last four or five months because I've wanted to hold on to the life that I have had over the past year and a half where I could be leisure about my time and not set very straight boundaries with myself for when I'm going to do something and when I'm not going to do something. So with that, for me, I am a night owl. I've actually always had trouble sleeping. I've had trouble sleeping since I was very young. But with having troubles falling asleep, I also have really hard time waking up in the morning. I've started waking up, like literally waking my ass up at 5.30 every morning. And it's not because I want to be one of those people who wakes myself up at 5.30. There are a lot of people who talk about their morning routine and they're like, I do this and then I do this and I have to wake up at 5.30 and da 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 I'm starting to maybe become one of those people. I don't know. Potentially that might be happening. However, the point of me waking up at 5.30 isn't to start having a morning routine. The point of it for me is actually doing the thing that I've resisted the most over the past few months that I feel that I feel like a fraud about. You know those things where you're like, oh, all of these things I'm doing well, but there are these couple areas where like I have big room for improvement and there, those are always the areas that you never talk about. For me, it's not waking up at like an early time and really having a good structure around waking up in the morning. So when it comes to doing the thing that scares you the most, like what is the thing that you need to commit to? What's that like hairy, nasty thing that you don't want to address that you need to just like freaking do it and put a plan around it in order to get yourself unstuck? Like people want some fancy, exciting, different, easy way to get out of a rut. And I don't think you can do that without doing the thing. Maybe you could. I've never done it by just like, slowly making baby steps to long-term change. Like I have to make a huge change instantaneously and I always know the thing that I have to change. Like you can easily self-assess. Somebody once said it that I really respected um, and still respect. Uh, It was Jesse Itzler and he talks about rank your life on a scale of one to 10 and as to how happy you are. And if you say like, oh, I'm a seven what was the first couple things that popped into your mind or maybe just the one thing that popped into your mind that doesn't make you a 10? And then, okay, just go fix that thing. Like, it sounds so basic, but it's not because that one thing is always the thing that scares us the most. As it relates to relationships, 
I would say that I used to feel this way about Brandon, like, this is a great example. A year ago, Brandon and I were not at a place where we were consistently working out and consistently eating well. We used all these excuses of traveling and time change and lack of consistency with restaurants in order to justify why we weren't doing this. But it was something I had more control over it than Brandon did. And it was something in the relationship where I was like, dang, I don't know if he's really going to be goal oriented if he can't address this one thing, like if he can't work out on a regular basis and if he can't eat healthy. It has nothing to do with vanity. It's just I knew that that was holding him back. And it was something that because it was holding him back and I knew that he had a reduced sense of confidence because of it, I myself was having a reduced sense of confidence in just him as a overall life partner. Like it was something in the relationship. So Brandon has like entirely changed. Well, I mean, he's entirely changed everything. That's a whole nother conversation that I'd like to have with him. But he started the keto diet in April and he has been so disciplined about it and he started working out. The guy has lost like 30 pounds and now more so than ever, he is hyper-focused. He is doing intermittent fasting. He is not drinking. Like he's doing the, the one thing that was preventing himself from not having confidence. And this is like a really big change for him. But it actually, in the scheme of things, isn't that like he just needed to go on keto diet. The mental block was bigger than the actual issue that he just wasn't able to address and was giving him a lack of confidence and giving me a lack of confidence. I expressed this to him because it was the one thing that was also holding me back. And he's like, okay, great. Let's figure out a way to do this differently. Like, let's have a conversation around this. Let's put things in place to where now both of us, we don't feel held back in the same way that we felt. So what are you held back by? That would be the question that I would have for you. What are you held back by? What is the thing that is making you stuck? And how can you use attending an event, doing the thing that scares you, um, and creating bigger goals as a way to get yourself unstuck? I would love to actually know the answer to this. So maybe I'll put like an Instagram story out, or maybe a post. I don't know. I'll ask you this question because I'd love to actually know like the thing because everybody has something. I know even today I still have something. I'm excited right now and I have more motivation than I've ever had. But I'm sure if I really sat down and thought about it, like I could identify the one thing that I would say is getting me stuck. And going through that exercise is the only thing that's going to get me unstuck because then I just have to go do that thing. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I have to say I really appreciate you guys and I love that you guys show up for me the way that you do. Listen, subscribe, um, and and just give me feedback the way that you do. There, as we've talked about many times, the show changes. I'm in this huge process of change, and I know that I'm going to look back on the way that I got to connect in this way in the next 10 years from now and be really appreciative of the way that you guys showed up for me We hit our 10,000 download mark last week, which is a huge, huge deal. And I like I have so many people that I'm appreciative of in order to help get this show there uh, and so much further that we want to take it. But I can't do that without acknowledging all of the trust and confidence and feedback that I've gotten that has allowed me to keep doing this. 
there could have been so many moments where you guys were negative or stopped supporting or didn't give feedback. And throughout the, the journey of the last six or seven months, it has been the opposite of what I think people would have expected from me starting a show about my age gap relationship with Mr. Brandon Dawson. And I don't get any of that. It's actually surprising to me how little uh, hate I get for all of this content. And I am thankful that you guys follow and support the way that you do and show up for me. So thank you. And I will see you guys next week. 